ghouls and ghouls. Hi, welcome back to Mute. I'm scared. I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. And it's Terrified Tuesday yet again. Welcome back to Terrified Tuesday. We did this. We did it. We did it again. We did this. Yeah. We, how, Flawless how long, intro. Okay, so it took us a while to get the intro down. How long do you think it's going to take us to stop saying that we succeeded? I mean, okay, listen, this is only the second one that we've got it to, and we're doing it back-to-back, so the fact that we managed it is still pretty good. I don't know, we've been doing it pretty well for, like, a month, I think, and I just haven't said it. Okay, okay. I'll I'll keep an eye out on it, maybe, until I forget until next time. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, you've all seen the episode title already, you know what this is. You know who this man is, right? I, I do, but not, like, and I, I think maybe what will happen is I'll know more as you're telling me, but, like, I know who mm-hmm. this man is. I know kind of roughly what he is about, but I don't think I've actually sat and, like, listened to everything. Mm-hmm. So for the people who don't already have an immediate guy, this is what Hotel Season 5 of AHS was based off of. Uh, that's who, um... Murder house. With the, the doctor. No, that's supposed to be person from the Black Dahlia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, so the, um, the guy that Evan Peters plays with the mustache? Mm-hmm. That's essentially this H.H. H. Holmes guy. What is James Marsh? So, James Marsh! James Marsh! <laughs> But yeah, like the the old timey mustache. Isn't you, that you've also got the from picture like the in your 40s, head. The thirties and forties, or is it the twenties? This is the late nineteen, the late eighteen hundreds. You know, but James, it's like you know, James Marge is James Marge is Josh's favorite character from season five. Really? He, as I, I mean, I hope that's true. Uh, babe, don't get mad at me. Uh, I'm pretty sure he likes <laughs> He's that one character a lot. <laughs> He's the most interesting character, I think. Much more interesting than Lady Gaga's character in season five, I would say. I liked Coco, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. I loved, um, I don't think its name's Coco. I'm sorry, her I don't her know. Name. But it was... It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. I loved Liz Taylor, Dennis O'Hare's Liz Taylor. That one, right? Um, that sounds right. Liz Taylor was like the check-in desk with Kathy Bates and... Yeah, with Kathy Bates. And um, she transitioned. She fell in love with um, one of the people that died. That died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I oh, love that. Yeah, I love Liz Taylor. But James James P. Mosh was pretty fun. But Liz Taylor is always going to be my my favorite. That's why. Exactly. Anyways, after all of that, this guy's got a lot more to his story than is the general overview of it. So we're just going to jump into this thing. Okay, I'm terrified. So I started out by watching that hour-long documentary on Hulu okay, good, called H.H. Holmes' Origins of Evil. Well, and it's been on my list and you finally, like, discovered it when you visited me and I was like, it's been on my list for mm-hmm. a while, so I'm glad I didn't watch it already. Yeah, and now you don't need to watch it because here's all the information for you. 
Okay. Is there pictures and, though? Is there reenactments? Nope. It's it's a really really weird documentary in the way that it was shot. There's mm-hmm. it's you might want to watch it just to see how kind of strange it is. Hmm. Um, but it's a lot of information. So there's there's that. Okay. But the the narrator for the documentary did come to just roast people to in the roast story. Uh-huh. Okay. He was talking shit about like their tactics they were doing and who people were talking with. Okay. It was just it was a whole mess. It was beautiful. The murder hotel, which or er, is otherwise known as the castle, um, is in downtown Chicago. We love a castle. We do. It's not it doesn't even look like a castle. It's uh Does it look like, like a house the, on a haunted hill? No, because it's just like a corner building and the first floor is like storefronts and a drugstore but but we'll get into it wow that is very much like every man's house is his castle and it's like no (laughs) you live in a one-store apartment (laughs) i mean um we love the like um the what is this the manifestation at delusion i don't know you can play, whatever, but like, no, that's not a castle. I'd be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, you need to. That's why I call it Murder Hotel and not the castle, because it's not a castle. Okay, solid. But my my notes are uh, super in depth, as you can tell, because in succession, I've got many ways of deathing people, lots of torture, and just downtown Chicago. We write super very different notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Maybe I hope there you were... know what you're talking about. I didn't do any research. <laughs> so when this man finally got got, he uh, confessed got? to 27 murders, but it's widely believed by pretty much everyone, authorities included, that he killed over 200 people. Wow. Maybe he just forgot the zero in there? <laughs> uh, 200 270? 207? 27. <laughs> yeah, there were only about 27 he confessed to and that they could prove because this man was a very well-known con artist. <sighs> uh... But that comes up later into our story, because we're going to start off with where he was born. Mm. He was originally born Herman Webster Mudgett. Ew. <laughs> in 1862. Those parents did not set him up for anything. For success, yeah, no. No. That that, that name sounds like he, he works in a bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born in Gilmanton, New Hampshire. On May 16th of 1861. Is that still Taurus? That's still Taurus. Yeah. I think so. That's Taurus. Because Danny's a Taurus and his is on the 18th, I think. No, 19th. Yes. Yeah. No, it looks like it's still Taurus. Ah, Okay. Another non-Scorpio. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, It gets even more interesting, actually. Um... He was the middle child of three. Okay, uh, and so he was you. born. Yeah, that was reassuring to see. <laughs> it really was. Uh, 
I was like, oh, wow, am I, am I going to be a murderer? He was like, see, up? no one's paying attention to me anyway. No one would know if I was killing people. Like, huh? <laughs> Mom, I killed people. No response? Okay. Tell me you love me if you cool. want me to stop. <laughs> um, yes, he was the middle child of three children, and he was born to English settlers. English settlers who came from Britain. From where? His... Britain? Hmm? Britain? Britain. I don't have any specifics on his parents, but you know. Uh, his entire family were devout Methodists, okay. and there was no evidence that he had a bad childhood whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it's still the olden times. That's very much kids were meant to be seen and not heard, and, you know, dads were typically statistic like yeah, I'll just say typically more um more harsh. I don't know enough about Methodists to know how that goes. Like in terms I of I mean things. by but, all accounts it sounds like he had a pretty nice childhood. Well then what's his excuse, my guy? What exactly. That is, that is, I mean, because, you know, everyone was growing up around the same time and they all didn't go off to murder more than 200 people. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even with people who have terrible, terrible lives, not everyone grows up to just be like total D bags that like kill people. You know? Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that my life is terrible, but I went through a lot of rough stuff and I had parents that, not, not my mom, but I had, my dad is not the not the best and not here either. So, like, I've gone through enough stuff, and I still think I am typically a good person. I might be, yeah. like, gothy and spooky, but I also don't, like, stab people in the back and, like, yeah, or you're... put them in my trunk. <laughs> you or know. both. Either, either thing, um, you know? Suck on that, Eileen Warnos. Yeah. She's also um, in AHS season five. Yeah, she's also in AHS season five, and her documentary is now on Netflix. If you want to go check it out. Um, back to this man's though. So after his like reasonably basic ass bitch childhood, okay, he grad he graduated from high school at sixteen and became a teacher shortly afterwards in the area surrounding Gilmanton. I feel like that's typical because back then kids did graduate early, and then men. Well, boys, because I believe it was still mostly boys, would then go mm-hmm. into apprenticeships after that instead of college, you know? And so that seems yeah. pretty standard. He went directly into teaching. It doesn't say anything about apprenticeships yet, but that does come into play later on into the story. Yeah, I wonder if um, teaching was different. Because, like, apprenticeships were for more if you, like, wanted to be in, like, banking or blacksmithing or... Or a doctor. Shoe cobbling... Shoe cobbling. You know, we had trades back then. We had like mm-hmm. specific people, and so you had to learn how this person made clothes or fixed shoes or yeah, like did surgery. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, but yeah, he just had a pretty chill life as a teacher. He met a woman named Clara Levering, and they got married on July fourth of eighteen seventy eight. Why? Why that day? It's America's I mean, birthday. it wasn't... America didn't exist yet. 
What did what, what did Oh wait, you yes say? it did. I'm a dumbass. We're in the 1800s. America definitely I did exist. Like, I was like 1776, <laughs> Ella. They teach us this for four years. You only need to know like three dates in American history. 1776, 1860, and 9-11. Yep. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. You're right. You know, I'm doing great today. <laughs> You're a history major. <laughs> America did not exist back then. <laughs> I'm almost done with my history certification. I'm like, I don't know what time is. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, we're just gonna we're gonna pretend that didn't happen. It's not like no, it's moralized I'm in, in a podcast. <laughs> everyone, okay. everyone, be nice. Time is a weird soup. It, things are rough right now, guys. Um. So, anyways, they got married on July fourth of eighteen seventy-eight. We've been a when country, America definitely did exist. Years. <laughs> More than like 102 years. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're good. It's fine. Stop laughing at me. I love you. <sighs> Anyways, two years later, they had a son named Robert Lovering Mudget because he still got stuck with his dad's last name, but he also got his mom's last name. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Robert also had a basic bitch life. Okay. Um, shortly after Robert was born, they moved to Florida, and he became an accountant. Okay. Um, while taking on an apprenticeship under a Doctor Wright, where he learned about human dissection. Seems like and, extracurricular activities for an accountant. Right. I feel like I would be a little suspicious, but you know, like, was he like the original? Like, I'm an accountant, where it didn't mean. I'm an accountant, except it doesn't mean that he makes fat stacks. It just means that he's doing shady shit. I mean, he was an accountant, but he was also doing shady shit and other things at the same time. Except making, he was not making those fat stacks. He wasn't, yeah, no, he wasn't making those fat stacks. He didn't, there was not really a point in his life where he became super, super rich. But that also definitely comes into play. Uh, he got into a university in Burlington, Vermont when he was 18, and I'm pretty sure I have a friend who still works at that university, but I couldn't remember her name, so I couldn't reach out to her. Okay. She was one of my old coworkers. Anyways, it only lasted a year because he didn't like it, so he just left, because that's something you could do. I mean, how does he have all this stuff when he's already, he's only 18? Mm-hmm. He's got a kid and a wife, like... And he's been an apprenticeship, <laughs> and he's... He's, he's been an accountant and a and teacher. An and, and and he's doing surgery stuff. Yeah, this what man world. all over the board. Um, Land of opportunity eight- was that. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not now. So in 1882, he moved to Michigan, taking his family with him. Uh, and he got into school at the Department of Medicine and Surgery at the University of Michigan. Uh, and he graduated two years later in 1884. Okay. Um, th- pretty much the first thing he did upon graduating was use his knowledge on anatomy to defraud insurance companies. Because that's who this man was. Okay. 
I said he was a massive con artist, and this is probably like the I tip mean, of the iceberg of that. Your insurance company is as bad back then as they are now. No. Okay, then that's probably not cool, bro. I I mean I have no personal attachments to insurance companies whatsoever, but this man was just kind of a douchebag. Um. So Clara left him in 1884, moved back to New Hampshire, and never saw him again. Okay. I'm assuming she took Robert with him because Robert is, yeah, Robert's never mentioned, so I assume he just went back with Clara. I mean, that's more sense. very gutsy for her to do back then. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, when they were living in Massachusetts, his housemates, I guess, uh, reported that he was abusive towards Clara. So it makes sense that she would want to, like, dip and leave. Yeah. But there are many a case of that. Robert Hubert. Sorry, because his name is still Hubert at this point. Um, Hubert ended up moving to Moore's Forks, New York, which I think is such a fun name. Um, He wasn't there for very long either, and apparently he was spotted with a young boy in Moore's, and the boy disappeared. So people obviously were looking at him and he just kind of he just kind of said he didn't do it and fled back to new hampshire because that's what you do when you're not guilty or trying to be suspicious you leave cool story bro nothing to see here i get it totally just like you know Mm -hmm. they really did try to like get him for this but there wasn't enough evidence for an investigation so he was able to get away with whatever happened here oh wow right um after leaving new york he ended up moving to philadelphia and got a job at norrington state hospital but that only lasted about three days before he resigned what how is that yeah man flaky as fuck that's not acceptable you have to, like, I mean, I don't know. But he's flighty. I, right? Clearly they did not do enough, like, background checks on this man before, you know, hiring him to be a doctor. And, like, what is his what is his issue? Is like, he's having to follow, like, rules and shit, and so he leaves Probably. as soon as he's like, oh, they're not gonna just, like, let me do whatever. Let me do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, he, after leaving... Norrington State Hospital, he got a job at a drugstore in Philadelphia, uh, pretty close to the hospital, but things got messy for him when, guess what? A young boy died from the drugs that Holmes had sold him. Mm. So clearly we're sensing some patterns here. Has also a thing for young boys. Seems. Maybe. Kind? Yeah, maybe. It would make sense. Um, Which also would make sense why his wife took her son and failed. Yeah, she was like, I'm not fucking putting him through that. But the fact that we don't know what happened to Robert seems seems pretty good. Because we don't know, so he must be okay. Um, So after this whole shitstorm went down in Philadelphia, he moved to Chicago, claiming no wrongdoing, um, but proceeded to to change his name to Henry Howard Holmes because he wanted no ties to any of his past. I mean, clearly. that's shady, because but he did pick a Yeah, because he's name. totally not guilty. Okay, totally nothing weird about this. Like, you know, 
I just don't want to be Hubert anymore. Which, I mean, like... I mean, that's fair. Fair. Fair <laughs> is fair. But... But the timing. It's it's strange that you were like, all right, I'm leaving. And I'm actually <laughs> not Hubert anymore. How easy it was right? to just, like, change your name back then and, like... Right, become... to just be a different person. Yeah. And, like, you've changed your whole lineage at this point, and that's how, like, people are like, I'm actually related to Thomas Jefferson, but my name is different because we changed it a long time ago. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was a bad example. That's how it is looking back at, like, my last names, because my grandmother on my dad's side changed our last name twice. Hmm. So, because it used to be spelled, like, Ferris Wheel, and then it was with an E, and then it became two R's. So, you know, interesting, interesting stuff happening. Um, in Holmes's confessions, he confessed to not killing the boys, but killing one of his former classmates, Dr. Leacock. But that was complete bullshit because they found Leacock living out his life in Canada <laughs> peacefully. He died in 1889 and was just, you know, doing his practice. What is that about? They show up, you're supposed to be dead. He's like, I am not dead. <laughs> I'm happy. They're like, you know, this guy confessed to killing you. Well, He's like, no, I'm married with kids. Well, he did not. So, not your man? <laughs> Very strange. He, it gets stranger. Why, why, why confess to a murder of an alive man? It makes us wonder, like, did he kill someone else and think it was Dr. Leacock? Like, was he, like, setting it up so that when, after he's alive, he can go back and kill him and it's fine? Who knows, dude. I, it, it gets stranger. I won't ever have any answers for you on this. Um, Holmes married Murda Belknap while he was still married to Clara, well, but claimed left. he filed yeah, he claimed he filed for divorce with Clara shortly after, saying Clara had cheated on him. However, Clara never saw the divorce papers, and there's proof that she never cheated on him. So the divorce never happened. And he's just full of shit. When he probably was like, I'm not Hubert, I'm different. I'm Henry <laughs> Holmes now. Mm-hmm. So anyways, now he's married to two people at the same time. Which makes the second one null and void. It's not real. I mean, it, it gets it gets weirder. I'm just saying. Um, he had a daughter with Murda named Lucy, and she became a teacher. Okay. And that's all we know about her. Okay. Yeah, I like she seems like a sweet girl. Lucy is a very cute name. Um, but yeah. So... After that, they all lived in Willamette, Illinois for a little bit, which isn't too far outside of Chicago. Um, but on January 17th of 1894, he married Georgina Yoke in Denver, Colorado. No. While still married to Clara and Myrtle. No, sir. You have to move to Utah to do that. That's not what he did. He he still stayed in Illinois. I'm just saying. I don't know. That's where the Mormons are. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. So, sir, you have to go to Utah. And if Utah doesn't exist yet, make it. You'll fit right in. <laughs> if, what if he was just... What's the what's the Mormon name of the guy? The, the, the dude? What? 
Okay, the, the name of the Mormon dude? Yeah, like in like the Book of Mormon, there's like John. Is it John Smith? No, right? Oh, 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 oh! The 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 founding Mormon guy. Yeah, I it's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm really mad that I can't. Joseph Smith. Uh, something. Uh, Brigham Brigham Young. Yeah, Joseph Smith and Brigham Young. There so, we go. Yeah. Mormons. Like, is he just secretly one of these men, and I didn't know those whole questions? Can't tell. Questions. Yeah. That's a good point. It actually, it might be a conspiracy, but like, if you can't prove it's wrong, who knows? <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we can prove it's wrong. <laughs> I'm almost positive. I wasn't expecting to have to disprove that he was a founding Mormon, so I don't have that information for you. But I'm pretty sure there's some evidence out there. Hey, people would believe me. <laughs> you know what? You can just say shit nowadays, and that's probably true. I don't think it's true. <laughs> let's, not, let's not make more rumors about this guy than there already are, please. <laughs> I don't we believe don't it, but that. wouldn't it be interesting? Sure, sure, I'll give it to you. It would be interesting if the serial killer was a Mormon founding father <laughs> who changed his name a I'm third so- time. I'm sorry if that's disrespectful to anybody. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to the story. Um, so, he got married to... What was her name? Georgina Yoke? Uh, in 1894, but we're gonna jump back to 1886, which is when he first got to Chicago. Okay, well, I want it noted that I also like the name Georgina. Georgina is a very pretty name. I've loved it since Pride and Prejudice with Darcy's sister. Very pretty. Or um, Gossip Girl. There's a Georgina and Gossip Girl. It's been a while. Regardless, so in 1886, when he first gets to Chicago, the the first time. He uh, gets a job at a drugstore owned by an Elizabeth Holton. Um, she gave maybe I think it might just be one of those names, like a face that you've seen everywhere. But um, he was surprisingly really good at this job, and you know there were not a whole lot of uh, murders happening at this point. Mm, shocking. <laughs> Eventually, he bought the drugstore from elizabeth and rumors began to spread around him that he killed her Mm. and her husband Mm. also not true because people found out that elizabeth and her husband were just living their nice retired life okay and like their country home yeah they're both they both you know live lived a happy rest of their life happy ever after Mm. um so he bought the drugstore and then bought the empty plot next to the drugstore and in 1887, that's when construction began on the hotel. Okay, but how is this man qualified to have a drugstore? It's the olden days. I swear, people just got to show up and say, like, yeah, I'm a doctor. And they were like, cool, do this. <laughs> You're hired. It's like, what? No. <laughs> that's not something you can do. Um, I mean, apparently now he's a landowner and is trying to start a hotel. I mean, uh, I feel like he's a little more qualified to do that. Who knows? Um, however, in 1888, he got sued for not paying the architects or the steel company workers. Really? This man had over 50 lawsuits by the time he died. For 
many, many wrongdoings and shit because, you know, giant, giant con man. Um, but somehow by 1892, he was already building another floor to this hotel. Okay. So how that ended up happening? I don't know. Um, overall, the hotel was never actually completed. And in the end, it was kind of similar to the Winchester house in terms of like the really weird architecture and things just kind of ending and other rooms not having anything in them. Or... Well, I mean, this man doesn't exactly seem like a man with a plan in any aspect of the, that word, you know? You say that now. I'm just, but I'm but... basing it off of, like, he's quit jobs willy-nilly. So, like, it definitely... He's very impulsive, for sure. It definitely seems like he was just like, I don't know, put a window there. <laughs> Make some stairs. Add a crown mm-hmm. molding here. It'll look nice. Yeah, he definitely did seem very impulsive and like he didn't think that through. But, you know, when it comes to murder, that's where all the planning comes I mean, in. We all have our talents and our interests. So, interior <laughs> sure. design yeah, say clearly that. was not his. Anyways, moving on from his shitty interior design, which I'm pretty sure was a comment that the narrator made, because like <laughs> I said, he came to roast these people. I mean, we love a sassy um, commentator. We really do. Um, the furniture supplier for the hotel was investigating why they weren't getting paid, and they found a lot of their furniture and their materials in hidden secret rooms around the hotel. Yeah, that's why he was hiding weird rooms. Yeah. I mean, this is the murder hotel. I don't know how much, like I said, I don't know how much you know about it, but it's called murder hotel I mean, for a reason. You can't find your furniture. Who says it's stolen? I don't know. They found it eventually. Beats me. Um. <laughs> Anyways, news of this investigation hit the press, and people were backing out of deals with Holmes, like left and right. He was pretty much left high and dry for a little bit. Um, and then in 1893, the third floor of the hotel mysteriously caught fire. Okay. Seeing this, Holmes had taken out insurance policies for the building with no less than four companies. Okay, it's less interest, like, less, um, strange now. Yeah, you can put the pieces together. He's like, I have no money anymore and nobody wants to work with me. Let's set fire to my building and pay out for all this. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. <laughs> but uh, they all caught on to this and they all sued him. Oof. So we're just adding to his list of uh, crimes that he has done. Sounds like a bad day. Mm-hmm. So in terms of his victims that we know and have confirmed, we've got Julia Smythe, who was one of the first that we know he killed. Um, she was married to Alex Connor, who was an employee and resident of the building. Julia, however, was also the mistress of Holmes. So, there's that. Yeah, at least he didn't um, marry her. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He just killed her. He didn't marry her. Well, I think he said mistress. So I was like, that's, that is what you do when you have an extra person and you're already married. <laughs> To two other people. Must have glossed over the fact that he killed her. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, Connor found out about Julia and Holmes and their involvement together, and he left the hotel with his daughter and never turned back. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. 
Oh, no, no, no. He just left. He left Julia and his daughter at the hotel. There we go. Okay. He basically said, I don't want this life anymore, and dipped. Um, it's a pattern. In Chris... <laughs> yes. Uh, in Christmas of 1891, both Julia and her daughter disappeared. Okay. Holmes claimed she died during an abortion, but we don't actually know what happened to her because they never found her body and Holmes is full of shit. Yeah. So, we don't quite know. Um, so, after Christmas of 1891, May of 1892 rolls around and Emmeline Sigrin started at the hotel. She also had an affair with Holmes and then disappeared the following December. So you can see a pattern to this. Um, and the same thing happened with Edna Von Tussle. Okay. Oh, apologies if you're hearing anything from my background. I have a cat now. For a little bit, he worked at the... Oh, I know. He's being so cute now. I'm glad he can't hear you because then he will turn into a nightmare. Right. Okay. Same thing happened with Edna Von Tussle. She started at the hotel and then mysteriously disappeared. After having an affair with Holmes, he worked for a little bit at the Chemical Bank building where he met a man named Benjamin Pietzel. Mm. And they became, like, best bros mm. from that point on. Okay. Holmes, stop eating my charger, please. Uh, in my notes, I just have, they worked together to be evil, to do evil things. I mean, um, that tends to be, I don't know how these people find each other. But it does tend to be that way. Where it's when like, they work in groups and you're like, how the fuck is there these people who met each other and was like, hey, you know what sounds fun? Let's murder people. And it was like, you know, like, how, how? How do you guys, like, get to this place where you're like, you know what I like to do on Sundays? And then, like, <laughs> at the same time, they go, like, murder, bake cookies. And it's like, no. <laughs> But instead, they both were like, yeah, I murder. And they're like, oh, I murder too. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Because, like, that, yeah, um, I don't understand. I don't understand. But they always find each other. For real. Um, so after Benjamin Pietzel and H.H. Holmes started working together, an actress named Minnie Williams landed a job at the hotel with Holmes. Oh, not for- Minnie. <laughs> for like skits and things she was the entertainment at a hotel that no one is staying yes at. i mean there are people staying there but it's a lot of like regular people and the first floor is you know shops and things it's a very strange layout this man decided to do um, you could get but... a better job anywhere <laughs> literally anywhere else run. Um, if you can hear me in the 1800s like run yeah, she she didn't do that. Somehow, in this big, wide world, Holmes convinced Minnie to sign over her property in Texas to a man named Alexander Bond, who was just another name that Holmes went by. What? Exactly. Was this man, like, a charming person? He must have been, because he does shit like this throughout his entire life. Yeah, I just, he must have, because people give shit to people that are charming. Everyone just believes he people. Probably, he seems like one of the most charismatic people we've looked at so far. Gosh. Because with all of his, 
like teaming up with other people and then the insurance fraud shit and all of that you have to be good at you know talking to people and shit Mm -hmm. very stressful but anyways under the name alexander bond he signed the deed over to benjamin pietzel who was under the pseudonym benton t lyman so now we've got these two guys working in cahoots to steal property from this poor actress who's just trying to make some money at the hotel. <laughs> Minnie and Holmes ended up moving in together, and Minnie invited her sister Nanny to stay, who told her parents that she and Minnie were off to a trip in Europe. So their parents had no idea where the girls were at this point. That's which means there was no one to look for them. After moving in together, Minnie and Nanny never seen again. No. Uh, with that, um, even while, like, these individual murders were happening that we know about, like, Minnie and uh, Edna Von Tussle and the other, the other woman, murders were happening in this hotel at the same time over these years. Wow. Is this, like, one of those situations where they ended up getting, like, buried in the walls? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, most of the bodies of the people that we know he killed were never found. Uh, it seems like they were probably incinerated because it's the best way to, you know, not have a body. How would and if they weren't incinerated, I will get to that when we talk about the layout of this hotel. Okay. Um... He also had acid baths that he would, you know, put people in, and he were, would uh, skin them and sell their bones to hospitals, for, to, like, medical hospitals. No. That's not mm-hmm. correct. <laughs> that's, no, no. No, that, that, that's not correct. It's, I don't like that. Yeah, uh, but that's what he did. This man, terrible person. Um... All his con artisting was catching up to him, so he left Chicago in 1894, where he went to Fort Worth, uh, which was a property he inherited by Minnie and Nanny. Great. Because, yeah, after killing them, he went to the property that he talked them into selling him, somehow. I just don't understand. I mean, I know it's the olden times and, like, you know, whatever, but, like, Who's looking at these, like, these deeds and these, like, transfer of assets, you know? Who's monitoring it? Like, someone should have caught him, I think, well before. Probably. It seems like something that uh, should have been done, but wasn't. He was eventually caught um, and arrested, but not for murder for the insurance fraud stuff. And he got arrested, and in jail, he made friends with, um, a man named Marion Hedgepath, which is a fun last name, and I hate that this man got the fun last name. Okay. Because he's uh, a, I'm guessing. Yeah. H.H. had a plan to take out a massive life insurance policy on himself, like a $10,000 life insurance policy. Okay. Which is ridiculous for this time period. Like, no one was taking out that much money. Um, and then he was going to fake his own death to get that insurance payout. Okay. So that he would have more money. Um, 
Hedgepath gave Holmes the name of a lawyer who would be willing to uh, do do the thing for the insurance companies. Okay. And in return, Marion would get a $500 cut of the $10,000 that he would get in return for that. Jephtha Howe in St. Louis was the lawyer that Marion contacted to get in contact with Holmes. Okay. Um, and Jephtha just thought this was the most ingenious idea and was totally on board to help scam these people. Okay. Um, right, because awful people find each other, I guess? Man, he found, uh, this, he found this guy through a guy from prison, so like, you know? Yeah. The insurance company became suspicious and refused to do the payout, so nothing ever happened with that. Good. Good. Uh, just this time, though. Uh, instead, Holmes ended up going back to Pietzel for the exact same plan, except for Pietzel would be the one to fake his death this time. He claimed to be an inventor under the name B.F. Perry from Philadelphia, and he would die in a lab experiment gone wrong. So Holmes' job was to produce a cadaver of some sort that they could use to show as the remnants of his body. Mm-hmm. Um, however, guess what happened? Instead of going through with that plan, Holmes said in one of his confessions that he knocked him out with chloroform and then set him on fire. Well, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, looking back onto our dear Benji's body, even before the chloroform was administered, he was already dead. So we don't know how he actually died. I mean, anything around this man that says, like, accident, I, I just, I'm like, I don't think so anymore. Right? It doesn't doesn't feel like it. Um, It ended up just being a very poor attempt to make it look like a suicide, but I don't know who chloroforms themselves and then sets themselves. How would you, how would that work, too? Because you can't chloroform yourself and then set yourself on fire. No, you'd have to Definitely set yourself on fire set yourself first. Yourself on fire and first. And that just seems like a lot of work. Well, and it's typically not how people choose to go out. Yeah, especially if you have access to other things that would make it like a fast and painless death, pretty much. Yeah. No clue. But he did that. And he ended up... I, I can't believe I have to say this. He ended up convincing Pizzle's widow to allow him custody of her three kids. Why? I I don't know. For what reason, dear ma'am, does this this other man need your children? Yeah, you saw your late husband's friend who just got out of prison. Sounds like an upstanding As- gentleman to me. Right? And then he asks for custody of your kids, and you're like, okay. okay. Sounds okay. like a good plan. <laughs> uh, oh my god. That is just a failure on... He has to be fucking, like, the Joker at this point. Like, you mm-hmm. people just have to be like, yeah, here you go. What? That's incredible. It's a yeah. failure as, like, on a mother to, like, not see the boogeyman, like, right in front of you. And then your helpless children over to this person. And they were, like, young kids, too. They were all, like, under ten kind of kids. No, I mean, that's kind of what I was imagining, but, like... Mm-hmm. 
he maintained to her that Pizza was alive and hiding out in London. Which obviously questions. wasn't true. Why? Why is he hiding in London? Like, I just feel like there was... People could try this. Maybe I'd fall for it. I don't know. But I'd be like, I feel like I have a lot of questions. Josh just decided what? to go to England. When? What's he doing? <laughs> and you're you're hearing this from his friend who was just in prison. Did he did he ask about Polly? Like, I don't I'm sorry, it just it doesn't make any sense. You need to show you need to produce the man's right now. And I will talk to him. I'm like, well, what is this? No. no yeah, and no, you're not gonna no, give your kids no. to him. Um but anyways, she did that, and he began to travel with them up the country and into Canada. Uh, no. He met with her a few times on the way to there, but she did not travel with them. Okay. So, yeah. He later confessed to killing two of her children, Alice and Nellie. Oh my god. Yeah, and I'm going to put a warning here because it gets kind of violent. Oh, my God. Just, just for this little bit right wanna, here. No, I, can I leave, too? No. <laughs> you're you're here for this. Uh, he shoved the girls into a suitcase trunk, drilled a hole into the suitcase, put a hose up to it, and drowned them. No. No. Uh, he hid them in the basement of his house his castle it, no this is a house he rented okay. he rented a house okay. he, he didn't buy it he's fucking renting this thing from someone else yeah. and put their naked bodies in the ground in the cellar oh no I'm afraid to even put holes in the walls when I rent places <laughs> you put two whole ass children in the ground Mm-hmm. That didn't even belong How, to him. Yeah, that belonged to his best friend that he murdered. Um, there's still a third child, though, who was alive during all this. I mean, um, I hope. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what to hope for. Cause I don't think this kid's going to last long. No, he, he doesn't, but, you know. Um, a detective named Frank Geyer from Philadelphia caught on to Holmes' trail about all of this shit, and he dug up the cellar to find the two girls, Alice and Nellie. I hope that mom feels really bad. I don't know what happened to her after all this, but, um, Nellie's feet had been removed, and upon further investigation about their history, they found out that Nellie had clubbed feet. Oh. And he removed them to prevent the to prevent the girls from being identified. Oh man! Yes, this guy is an asshole mm -hmm. of the highest order. Um, Holmes rented a small cottage in Indianapolis and bought in bulk the same drugs that had been used to kill Pizzle, because that's not suspicious or anything. How does one just buy drugs? How did he do this? I mean, this? he had a reputation as a doctor at this point. But, like, how did he do it? Like, he had to, like, go into town, talk to the pharmacist there, or a doctor, and be like, yeah, I need all of these drugs delivered to my house. Yeah. Because there's no, like, you know, uh, like, magazine catalog for drugs. There's no, like, <laughs> good RX for the 
for him? Yeah, it's it's the olden days. All of these people are just not doing their jobs. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's in a different town now, but, you know, I'd still be really suspicious. Why are you guys getting a new stranger? A bunch of drugs. Yeah. A bunch of lethal drugs. Maybe give him time to prove himself and get to know him before (laughs) you're like, yeah, I'll sign off on a bunch of these fucking drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at that point that the third child had been murdered and his bones and teeth were found in the chimney of that cottage that he rented oh in Indianapolis. God. We but, don't know how he died, but one could assume it's related to all the fucking drugs. Like, probably, like, just threw him in the chimney and set him on fire and let him burn out in the chimney. Because if that was I wouldn't the be case, surprised. then, like, that's kind of what's left. Like, if you get cremated, not all of it fully turns to mm-hmm. ashes. There's still pieces that that take longer yeah. and they stay. So I'm guessing, like, that's what happened. I mean, especially since, like, I mean, a chimney, if you have a continuous fire, would get to the temperatures you need. But I don't necessarily... We've already established that this man's impulsive. So I don't exactly mm-hmm. know that he was, like, making sure everything was done. Properly? Mm-hmm. I think he was just getting more and more cocky. Probably. And he didn't no think he was going to get caught. No one has, like, been an obstacle for him, really. Ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's also been going after, like, children and women. Yeah. However, on November 17th of 1894, he was arrested in Boston. Or? Because he fled back to Boston. For horse theft. He was a muskie? No. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Who would have thought our cases yeah. were related? <laughs> uh, they were, tr- they just needed enough evidence to get him for the murders of those three kids, but they got him on horse theft first so that they could hold him. It's like how they got, um, the gangster. What was his name? Malone. I don't know gangsters, man. It was one of them. They get him on like they got him for tax fraud, and he like done all this. Al Capone. Al was Capone. that tax fraud? Guy? Thank you. I was like, Malone. That's not a real name. <laughs> he maybe it is. You mean like Post Malone? Kind of. No, I think there's like I think it's like a Batman character, probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. Right yeah, that's right. That's accurate. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, the authorities suspected that he was going to try and flee the country along with his third wife, his third wife, Georgina Yolk. Uh, there is a Bugsy Malone. Okay. I th- it's a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then a musical. Let me see. Keep, keep going. I'm just going to be typing. Okay. Um, shortly after this initial arrest for horse theft... Frank Geyer dug up the bodies of Nellie and Alice in his rented house that he had. Um, so the, it was at this point that they started looking in to the murder hotel back in Chicago. Okay. Um, there were so many rumors flying around. Yes. I have found why I thought of Malone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Would you like to take a guess? Is it a Looney Tunes character? Maybe, but no. Is it a real person? No. 
It's the gangster from a Nancy Drew game about ghost dogs. <laughs> He's a gangster in, in a Nancy Drew game. And that, yep, that tracks. It really does. Nikki Malone, who had four dogs and left a bunch of money. <laughs> and I found it as Nancy Drew. Yep. Mm-hmm. You did it. I did it. Al Capone. Oh, God. Okay, see, you got me back for the America wasn't a country yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyways, there were a lot of rumors flying around about him that obviously weren't true, but it created so much of, uh, it created so much of a thing. Like, okay. it's still a thing to this day. Uh-huh. Uh, people were claiming that there were, you know, torture rooms and torture equipment in this hotel. Mm-hmm. And that would track. none of that, it would track, but none of it was true. Okay. Um, he was only on trial for the murder of Benjamin Pietzel because they didn't have enough concrete evidence to show that he murdered the girls. But it was obvious to everyone that he was the one who did it. Okay. So that was just another nail in his coffin. After those trials, got sentenced to death by hanging. Okay. I don't uh, know that I would have been one of those people that, like, went to public hangings, but, like, maybe for this man. Just so I can make yeah. sure he's dead. Funny you should say that. We'll come back to that later. Um, so, he then proceeded to confess to the murders of 27 people throughout Chicago, Indianapolis, and Toronto. Oof. But a good chunk of the people he claimed to have murdered were still alive and just didn't know any of this was happening. What is his deal with this? I don't know. I mean, is he just, like, he taking just people's to... names down wrong? Is he just... Is he just <laughs> fucking with the cops? It's the Malone situation again. Because he's just like, yeah, whatever, I killed this guy. I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> I killed this guy. I killed this guy. I killed this dude. This guy is from somewhere and it was like we actually drove out to the somewhere and he's alive I don't he's, know how yeah that he's happened. totally fine uh, that's shocking <laughs> wow I'm yeah shocked shocked at that yeah it seemed like most of the things he did was to cause confusion panic and to you know piss off the cops I swear this guy is just the joker honestly yes 100% he was just like you know yeah I don't know I, some men want to watch the world burn world burn yeah he was he was one of those men so yeah he just bullshitted all of these confessions to the point that nobody was able to figure out which of them were true and which of them he was just lying about mm-hmm. so that's why i was saying like we don't know how many people he killed because there was a lot of people that went missing around him but you know no evidence mm-hmm. especially uh, with all those side properties that he had like he could have you know easily just hidden people and killed them in different areas. For sure. Uh, It seemed like his goal throughout his last day in prison was to just put as many contradicting stories about himself out there. In some stories, he would say that he was completely innocent. And in other stories, he said that he was working in line with the devil and the devil had become him. And... Step down. (laughs) Down, yeah, sir. he was saying that he was the personal embodiment of Satan, and he was doing all of these things. No. No. So he was really just saying shit. 
it sounds because like you could he do that. Really, really wanted to be a big somebody, and mm-hmm. so like yeah, you no, know, he definitely wanted his name out there as much as possible, and, not mattering. You know, and like the biggest thing is just like what started all of this? Like why? That's what I was saying because normally you would think it would be a bad childhood, but his childhood was completely normal. Or typically, at least you have some type of like head trauma that like spurs this sudden switch because like he was fine until he was what eighteen. Yeah. Well, but so then the other question is, what if there's just other things that he was doing that we weren't seeing? Because like if he was hurting animals or whatnot, you might not. They might not record mm-hmm. those things back then. That's a good point. Uh, we don't know. Nobody, nobody knows with this guy. Mm-hmm. But, um, so on May 18th of 1876, a day, two days after his birthday, which kind of sucks, but I don't feel bad for this man no. in the slightest. No, so we do not. Do, do, in May 18th of 1970, 1876. Wow. I'm doing great today. What happened? I, I wrote down May 18th of 1976. Which would have been a hundred years later. He would have died around the time of Bundy. Mm-hmm. 1876. Um, it, that's not even a correct date, because he was still doing shit in 1898. Okay, then so what? Let me, let me go back and get... I'm, I apologize for whatever the fuck happened there. He died on May 7th of 1896. Okay. I, will I don't have out. answers for you. <laughs> I will <edit. laughs> Will you? You're not going to let them sit through that no, <laughs> loaded wheel that of dark? <laughs> okay, so just the first part. They can hear that. Yeah, that's fine. That was funny. <laughs> um, May 18th of 1896, he was... Were, they know. May 7th uh, he was, of... Yeah. <laughs> of 1896, he was hanged in the Philadelphia County Prison. His only fear about his death was that grave robbers grave robbers would try and take him so he asked to be buried 10 feet deep and have his coffin covered in cement who the fuck wants your body he thought it was a big deal i guess this man's all but thinks he's a big deal i mean i mean not all but but he fucking he fucking thinks that he is like the yeah he thinks he's the bad bitch that the headless horseman is He's not. <laughs> and the Headless Horseman probably doesn't even consider himself a bad bitch. He just is he a bad just bitch. Is. Yeah, the real bad bitches just are. Right? They don't need to prove it to you. They don't need people to validate. That's why you don't even look exactly. at the Headless Horseman. They just be doing their thing. Riding <laughs> through the countryside <laughs> at night. Sounds fucking great. That sounds like so much just fun. fucking Ed Sheeran doing that song <laughs> Castle I'm on the Hill on my way <laughs> driving at night <laughs> that's just what he's doing he's the saying. modern headless horseman <laughs> <laughs> this is just devolving this is what happens so when much we right now. for two hours <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a bit um 
anyways, so during his hanging, it took him 15 to 20 minutes for him to die because his neck didn't snap on impact. So he just strangled to death. I and mean, I can't does, really say that, that I does, feel. That did happen quite a bit back then. Because if they were mm-hmm. supposed to measure your weight and your height when they took into account for hangings so that it should do it. But sometimes people weren't exactly correct. And so that's when you would mm-hmm. have these long hangings. That would suck. So, after his death and the rumors were, like, still going, everyone involved with him either disappeared or turned up dead. Pretty much anyone who would be considered an accomplice of this man. Um, He was in in jail. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was either written down to be different suicides because they felt so bad about what Holmes did or like vengeful people coming after them for working with this man. I mean, I can not really be mad at those two. Yeah, no, I I can't. If you're working with this man, you know what he's doing, so. I probably want to know what happened to that mom that was just like, here, have my children. Yeah, I don't know what happened to her. Maybe she went back to London and, like, tried to find the kids. Um, anyways, in 1895, a year before he was hung, the castle almost burned down in a mysterious fire, but nobody knows who started it because... Mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but nobody actually knows who started that one. There were reports of two men walking in through the back door. And then back out again, shortly after the fire had started. We just don't know who those people were. But I can't say I blame them. Uh, there might be the building remains. In there. Yeah, I mean, it didn't burn down, but it almost did. There was some severe damage to the top of it. Uh, the building still remains as it currently is, and it's just an office building now. No. No. Yep. Yeah. That should not be used. That has, like, a lot of bad energy. The most bad energy, yes. But, um, people so strongly believe that Holmes wasn't the one who died during his execution that they brought his body back out in 2017 to examine it and make sure it was the actual guy. Wow. Do you know how much shit has to be out there about you for people to go back in, like, 200 years later? That's, that is really, and that's really recent, too. So that's, like, really Mm -hmm. crazy. And, like, especially for them to take it back in 2017, I mean, I guess, because then, but, like, what are you going to do? That whoever, (laughs) right? Like, if it is, if if you pull him out of the ground and you find out that actually it's John Jacobs. You know, <laughs> back to the Mormon thing. Okay, no, that's not the Mormon name. <laughs> that's your D and D name. I know, Jingleheimer Schmidt or Schmidt. Okay, um, you know what oh, are you God. supposed to do? Because then you have no. Like, this man's could have changed his name again and been literally anywhere. You're never gonna find out. That will come back into play later, and it will tie back into why they had to bring his body back out. Um, but the fact that his grave was covered in cement actually helped preserve his body pretty well. Okay. So all of his clothes and, like, his facial hair were still intact, Ew. and they were able to confirm that it was Holmes 
who died on the May 7th. That's so morbid. Mm-hmm. He was just like a freaking vampire in there. <laughs> yeah, his body really didn't deteriorate too much. Um, so back to the murder castle. Yeah, tell me about oh, the murder not castle. Yes, the murder the murder not castle. Um, as most of us know, if you know anything about the castle, Holmes hired and then fired many construction teams to keep the blueprints of the building a mystery and the only one who knows the full extent of this place would be Holmes. Yeah, that tracks. I don't even know if we discovered all of the building. I think we have, but I'm not sure. Goodness, it's like a pyramid. Because, <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's a fucking labyrinth in there. Um, the plan for the hotel was to have shops and storefronts on the ground level and then the two-story hotel on top. But the the top story of the hotel was never finished and then it kept, you know, almost burning down. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted the hotel to be done by the time of the World Fair, otherwise known as the Columbian Exhibition. But he never really achieved his goal, but it was enough for a ton of people from the World Exposition to like make a stop there which is when we think a lot of the murders happened okay all of the rooms in this hotel are soundproof and lockable from the inside which would be a good thing for most hotels but not this one because you know yeah uh there was a series of gas pipelines throughout the hotel that would lead into every room that were controlled by a panel in Holmes's closet. That's bad. So that he could gas them out yeah. in their rooms. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh... <laughs> right, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound um, right. Additionally, the closets in their rooms often had secret panels that would lead into other mysterious walkways and passages that were all interconnecting throughout the different floors. No, thank you. Uh, there were trap doors and floors and ceilings and greased chutes to dump bodies down. This is the motherfucking season five hotel. Didn't did Supernatural just dump also do a, an episode on H.H. Holmes? Supernatural's done everything. So when the police raided the castle after Holmes's arrest, they found a human-sized oven in the basement that could heat over 3,000 degrees. Really? Uh yeah, so it was generally believed that's how he just cremated people. That would track, because I think you need, like, I think it needs to be around 1,700 degrees to disintegrate a body. I, I'm not a mortician, so I don't know, but, you know, probably. It, it's hot enough I mean, to, you know, burn people. Excessive, and I don't know that's how... That's how hot it needs to be for porcelain. Okay, so, so it's like, how did he even create them that, that hot? And so oh, he made a kiln. Yeah, he essentially made a kiln. And it, you know, perfect for humans. Human-sized. Um, and he was very well-known in his area for selling skeletons to medical schools for research. How no one caught on to any of this? I, I don't know. Why are you getting bones? <laughs> right? You keep giving us bones for scientific research. How are you getting them? Did you get a giant owl for a pet? <laughs> and he's just bringing you pieces and you're like yeah I think that goes together um anyways almost all of Holmes's victims were women 
except for the young boys from the beginning and uh, Pizzle's wife's kid. Mm-hmm. So do you remember when we were doing the Jack the Ripper case? Yes. Like, over a year ago? And I mentioned that one of the theories was that H.H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper. Ah, that's correct. I do remember So that. people, when they believed that he didn't die in his execution, thought he went to London and did the Jack the Ripper shit over there. I mean, it's a because it method, kind of though. lined up. Yeah, it. And you, also, it's we really know it easy to disprove because but... he was confirmed dead. But yeah. it would have been a very sw- big switch up of his like methods. Yeah, I mean, it fits his impulsiveness, but that's true. Not the type of people. Uh, regardless, we know it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to the episode, basically, it takes place in the um. Whitechapel portion of London, and there were about five canonical killings, is what they're called, of different women who were sex workers throughout the city, um, all within a couple of months of themselves. Mm-hmm. So there were these journals produced by his great-great-grandson that were confirmed by an unidentified source, so we can't really take those into account of anything, Mm -hmm. but those unidentified sources claimed that uh, Holmes faked his hanging, which we know is yeah, we know is bullshit. Um, But in those diaries, he claimed he knew who Jack the Ripper was, and the diary said that the Whitechapel murders were just a training session for him. So, in these journals, he's not claiming himself that he was the one to go do it, but that he knew who did them. I mean, maybe, um, since he seems to know a bunch of people that also want to marry other people. But also, I, really, this- I just, I don't know how you find other people who are like, yeah, you know what I'm down for today? Let's do some killing. Yeah, I don't know. But also, this guy seemed to have, like, you know, a real big feather in his cap. And so, I don't know that I necessarily trust anything he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's impossible for it to have been him. Because in order for that to have happened, he would have had to have been in Chicago and in London at the same time. And we know that he was still in Chicago doing murdery business mm-hmm. because there's records of that. So it's not true, but it was an interesting theory. Uh, apparently there's an opera on this guy, as well as like a lot of books and shows and things. Would, that, that sounds like, seems like poor taste. Right, and it seems like you're giving him exactly what he wants. Yeah, he wants to be a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after examining his body and all that shit, it's kind of just come to the general conclusion that he was a pretty type A class of a psychopath because of his methodical planning and his general lack of empathy for anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's all I got for you, but I don't know what happened to his third wife. It was Georgiana. Um, Georgina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Georgina. Mm-hmm. Don't don't know what happened to her. But, you know... <sighs> oh, boy. We're never gonna know how many people he killed or the true... the whole truth behind the hotel. I'll just but keep just it. the fact that there was so much. I'll just make sure to keep a note of this one for when I die and get to answer all my questions. 
<laughs> we'll add it to the notes for God list. Yeah. For Sky Daddy. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got for you. Questions, comments, concerns? Don't Lots of just, concerns. Like, just because someone is charming doesn't mean that they're a good person. So don't just automatically trust people. Hand over your children? Well, don't ever do that. You know, <laughs> unless they're like an accredited daycare program or like super nanny. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I just don't understand, like, all these people, they're like, well, he was so personable. It's like, yeah, some of the best fucking, like, chatter, like, would not that. Some of the most charming people are also psychopaths because they yeah, know how to Yeah, I don't trust it. We learned mimic. this lesson with Ted Bundy. Well, and they know how, like, that's just a characteristic, which is what people, like, I listen to another podcast that, like, has, they go through the Batman the TV, the animated series, and, like, they've done other stuff where one of them is a psychiatrist, and, like, they've done this look, this deep look into the psyche of the Joker, and it's just, like, some of the most psychopathic people have this huge charisma about them because they know how to mimic emotions and give us what we want from things. Yeah. And that's the same with, like, sociopaths as well. But, like, psychopaths are better at it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, long story short, this man was terrible and crazy, and he's got a murder hotel. Yeah. Stop doing the opera or whatever. Stop it. <laughs> Don't give him what he wants. Like, ugh. The amount of people that must have been, like, staring at this man while they died not okay mm-hmm. yeah that's all I got for you today that was fun we did it I liked I did another episode yeah. I'm proud of myself I will say I thought mine was a little more fun I can't fight you on that one <laughs> there is no badass carriage of bones in this one and coffins just a <laughs> cement coffin yeah no he has no taste. No taste. He looks like a carnival barker. If you look at a picture of him, he looks like a yeah, carnival doesn't barker. Doesn't he look like Charlie Chaplin? Kind of. He's got a more ostentatious mustache. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not post pictures of things. I'm sure. <sighs> well, I think that's it. Shall we well, tell them the things? We should. We should tell them the things. You can find us on Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. You can also find us on Twitter at that same handle. Uh, follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We are always happy to chat with you guys. And yeah. if you have comments, questions, concerns, or own personal stories, you can send them to us at nope I'm scared podcast at gmail.com. As well as continue to rate and review us wherever you can. We'd love Woo. to hear from you guys. Heck yeah. I am in need. Me too. He has sucked all of the oops out of me because he is trash. (laughs) Yes, he does that. Oh, Hubert. Yes, I think we should just keep calling him Hubert. We should just call him by his own name. What was the last name? Hubert Mullen? Mudget. Mudget, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hubert Mudget. Nobody. (laughs) 
make-believe <laughs> name that you made for yourself? No. Hubert. Yeah. Yes. No. Agreed. Alright, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a spooky day. Happy Terrified Tuesday! Okay, bye!